Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I have a life-expanding guest with me today. Her name is Jody Orgill-Brown. Welcome to the show, Jody. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. Thrilled that you're here. Jody is an author and a speaker, as many of my guests are. Um, Jody, I think most of the listeners are going to be used to that. You've got an incredible story, and you've learned a lot from that story. I have. I don't want to steal your thunder because you tell the story better than I do. Could you share with our listeners what the context is, who you are, where you're coming from? Give us, uh, give us your story. I guess first and foremost, I am pretty much an average, ordinary, everyday, run-of-the-mill person, just like all of us are. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doesn't that give you something to really be excited about to hear? Um, and I was about 33 years old, living my white picket fence life with uh, marriage, four children that I adored, working in a career that I loved as a professional fundraiser, feeling like I got to do something that helped other people, contributed to causes in the society that I really cared about. Mm. And as far as I was concerned, it really didn't get a whole lot better than that. In fact, if you'd asked me then, I probably didn't have a whole lot of other goals that I really, really wanted to check off. I thought that I had done most of those things. I was living it. I really was You're living good. the things You've that I arrived. wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as every good tale and every good story, there's got to be a little bit of challenge. And that was the case in my life. And really, it started in um, when I was out for a jog with my girlfriends and started mm-hmm. running and realized that I was dizzy with every step that I took. I oh. could hardly focus on the ground in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I would return from my runs, and even after the run ended, the dizzy spells did not stop. And I came in one day and told my husband, oh, this running, I hate this running thing. I don't know why anyone wants to be a runner. It's just so miserable ah. because I'm out there and there's, felt like I was in a tornado the whole time I was running. Yeah. And my husband looked at me and he laughed and he said, everyone feels terrible when they run. That's just part of running. It's you just, just not a fun thing. You just have to get through it. Yeah. And the short of it is that was the process by which I identified that there was something wrong physically. That was the first, what I now call and realize was a symptom um, of something bigger in my life. And that was the first symptom of what ended up being a life-threatening brain tumor between the end of my wow. ear canal and wrapped around my brainstem. Ooh. And that was the first little thing that I noticed that was wrong, which then several other things accumulated on top of that. But that was really the first thing that I realized mm-hmm. something's going on and it's mm-hmm. not normal. Um, and right. we needed to follow up and do some further investigating to find out what was happening within my, my body. because. Uh. Right. As we all know, the body and mind are connected. And so even though I wanted to be okay, and even though I told myself it was okay, 
I couldn't ignore the fact that something was going on physically mm-hmm. that was preventing me from being okay. This is kind of how life plays out, isn't it? It is. We're going along and we expect things to be a certain way and surprise, something pops up, something happens, we notice something. And for you, this was a very troubling, uh, potentially life-terminating yes. realization. Very frightening, especially as a mother of four very young children. My youngest was not even two years old when this process was taking place. Oh, wow. And everyone always asks, how do you know? How did you find out? How did you figure out that you had a brain tumor? Um, mm-hmm. And so it started with the one symptom, but it didn't stop there. So the dizzy spells turned into vertigo where the world was just constantly spinning around me. And then I developed a series of headaches, which were at least migraine in intensity. At least. And then very, very unusual for me. I know a lot of people get headaches. They're used to that. It's something they deal with. Mm -hmm. That was not part of my life. And so one thing I would say to people is when things are different, even if you're a headache person, but you get a different kind of headache or, you know, it's something you have to advocate for yourself and look out for yourself. So you need to pay attention to your own body and get to know yourself. And so for us, it was a matter of realizing that all of these things that were happening, um, At first, I didn't see them as connected. I saw them as separate issues. I went to the doctor and told them Mm -hmm. I was having dizzy spells. And they thought, perhaps I had an inner ear infection. And just waited out. You've got an ear infection. I went back later and told them I was having these terrible migraines. And he looked at my life and said, well, you're a mother of four. You work full time. You have a lot going on. You're stressed. You're getting tension migraines. And sent me home with a prescription for painkillers, which I thought, he's absolutely right. I've got stress in my life. So it all seemed absolutely plausible to me. Sure. Until it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it was finally my loving spouse who said, something is wrong. I mean, something, something is more. really wrong. And we right. need to figure that out. And that's when we went back to the doctor again and said, okay, I know I've been here previous times, but there's a deeper root to this issue and we need to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And that was how I had the lovely experience of having my first MRI, um, mm. which is great fun for anyone who hasn't had that experience, like being <laughs> trapped in a very claustrophobic little box. But um, while you're listening to Jack, while you're listening and... to Jack Hammers, yes, it's a lovely experience that I would highly recommend. But <laughs> the reality is, it was in that little box that I also started to have to come to some sort of grips that maybe something was going on Mm -hmm. because shortly after getting out of the little claustrophobic box, the MRI tech leaned down and and told me that they believed that there was something there and we needed further investigation. Um, And those are the kinds of messages that stop you a little bit in your tracks. Right. And so we actually did a second MRI right there on the spot. Um, And at the second MRI conclusion, I got out of the MRI and she looked right at me and said, there is definitely something there. You need to go home and call your doctor immediately. Mm -hmm. And that was when I began to realize that maybe this was not going to be just a get her done kind of thing. 
Because I'm a type A personality. I'm a get her done That's girl. That's kind of how you've handled things, right? <laughs> That's how I've done everything in my life. So my plan, even when I started to understand that there was something bigger going on, even right. when I was in the MRI for the second time, thinking about the potential that something was happening in my brain, mm-hmm. that there was a spot on my brain, part of me was rejoicing. I thought, hooray, I'm, I'm not... I'm not imagining this. I'm not crazy. There is actually something that's causing this. I don't know why we doubt ourselves sometimes, but... We just want to have an answer sometimes, and we don't want it to be something that we're just making up. Right. And we almost need the validation in knowing, I'd rather know what I'm fighting than not know what I'm fighting. Right. At least this seemed like it was a step in the right direction because we were able to determine what the enemy was or what the task was. Well, and you're going to approach that very differently than if it had been a negative finding. Right. Absolutely. Right. So that was the process by which we determined, um, and I received the phone call from the doctor, which said, Mrs. Brown, I don't even know what to say, but it appears there is a tumor uh, between your right auditory canal and your brainstem. And then he ushered out so many words that I didn't know, medical terminology that I didn't understand. Right. I just right. wrote it all down and got off the phone with him and did what any of us do. And I Googled it. You went to Google, <laughs> of course. Which ended up being a very dangerous and scary thing at that time. Because Candy. none yeah. of the answers were very good in looking at the, the keywords. It was pretty bleak. It was pretty bleak. So it, it was a difficult and scary time. Um, but out of difficult and scary times, it just requires a little more effort to see the good. And I guess that's one of the things that I learned through the experience. That's the part that is the most intriguing and interesting to me. Because these things happen. And not to minimize at all what you went through or what any of our listeners are going through, there's a whole variety of surprises that can show up. And for you, it was a tumor in your brain that, what organ could you pick that's any more important or vulnerable than that? That everyone that you pull off the street would have something in their lives. There's always something, isn't there? Yes. And that's where I think the principles are so important. And Jody, I know that you're passionate about principle. I am. And that it's the principles that make all of the difference and determine all of the outcomes. So regardless of what the context is, whether it's a tumor or a bankruptcy, or a divorce, or whatever the cancer is. There are principles that allow people to take this on in a way that they can continue to live and live joyfully. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So what have you learned? Walk us into that. One of the biggest things I learned was in the middle of any kind of tragedy or despair, good is always present. You just have to see it and then acknowledge it. In the middle of getting an hmm. inoperable diagnosis from an entire healthcare system, not a single doctor, from an entire healthcare system who essentially said, There's nothing we can do for you, which in my mind resulted in, Okay, just go home and die. <laughs> There's not anything we can do for you. It sounds like a death sentence. It sounds like a death sentence. Uh, how can you find good in that? Well, we had to step back and start looking from a little bit larger perspective. Mm-hmm. And when we looked around, there were already many, many good things that were happening. We had people reaching out from all over the country who were offering help and assistance. 
uh, friends, friends of family members, strangers who, as word started to get out that something was going on, people wanted to help. Yes. People want to help. They just need the opportunity to be able to do so. Right. That is why I think social media, as negative as some things are in social media, Mm -hmm. it also has a great power because you are giving people the opportunity to reach out to people they wouldn't otherwise have the chance to. And you put a GoFundMe or a fundraising account or a happy video or some feel-good story And all of a sudden, people all over the world can have access to it. And they can have access to helping someone, to making it feel like they can make a difference. Mm. And almost every time that you ask someone, they are willing to help. And that's one of the things. And many times when you don't ask, they're still willing to help. And those are the people... (laughs) Interesting, yeah. Those are the people that I now deem to be angels. Because angels don't ask. They just do. Many, many they people, just show up. they just show up. Mm-hmm. They show up, they do what hasn't been asked yet. Almost everyone, when given the opportunity and asked, will volunteer to do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. If they see a great need, an accident that happens in front of them, they will stop and offer assistance. Um, but few times do people anticipate needs and act on them before they are asked. And it is those people I have come to realize when you take, and we can all be those people. That's one of the greatest things is when you take a moment to truly see the people and the situations that are going on around you, you can identify those everywhere. And then you can be an angel for someone else. Jody Orgel Brown today at Live On Purpose Radio. You've queued it up nicely. I think we can dive in a little deeper as we come back from this break. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And welcome back. We've got Jody Orgill-Brown, author, speaker, mother, brain cancer survivor. Wait, did you ever want that one on your resume? That is a road I did not plan to travel. (laughs) Hadn't signed up for that. Didn't sign up for it, didn't want it, wouldn't have requested it, still wouldn't request it, nor would I want anyone else to have to walk it. Right. You're here. Jody. part of why you're here today at Live On Purpose Radio is because you had a brain tumor. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Sometimes the worst things that happen to you can also be 
the best things. Well, you have people do this all the time, don't you? As they've read your book, I've seen some of the comments. I've heard people give glowing endorsements about how it inspired them. And people come up to you after you speak and tell you, oh, you're so amazing and you're so inspiring and you're so awesome. I laugh because I think I'm just a normal person, just like everyone else. And the only thing I've done is try to survive and live the best life that I can given the circumstances that I'm in. I didn't choose this, but I can choose how I handle it. And that's, that's what I'm trying power. to do is make conscious decisions, um, you say, to live on purpose. And mm. that's exactly it, to live on purpose and with purpose. And that is ultimately what I try and do. And as long as I have purpose in the things that I'm doing and I'm helping someone, even if that means I'm folding laundry for my family because that's what needs to be done in that moment, um, realizing that the things I do have purpose makes a difference. Yes, I'll tell you, there were a lot of people who went into the hospital who had less severe diagnoses than I did, Mm -hmm. who did not come out of the hospital. And that was a humbling and hard thing to witness and to understand and to see that despair really can take over and it can be as devastating physically and medically as hope and happiness and joy and gratitude can be on the flip side. Mm. The people who had smiles on their faces, despite where they were and what they were going through, are the ones who ended up coming out of it. And I don't say that lightly Mm. because it was a very difficult thing to watch. And it was hard to see some of the beds in the unit emptied for those reasons. Right. There's, there's a truth here that I think we get to acknowledge. Nobody gets out of this alive. Absolutely. You've had some brushes with mortality that have really opened your eyes to some principles. And it's, I don't think you're saying that, okay, if you're positive, then you'll survive everything. No. Because ultimately you're not going right. to. Absolutely. We're all <laughs> right? going to end up in the same place one way or another at the end of it. There's, there is no escaping um, as far as that is concerned. It's not something that bothers me, nor is it something that scares me at this point in time. But you're right. You can have a great attitude and still not have a positive outcome ultimately. You don't always get to choose those outcomes. Um, and that's one thing I do know. However, you can definitely make a difference in your journey and oftentimes in your outcome by the way that you choose to believe your thought process, the way that you think in your own mind, whether you stay positive or whether mm-hmm. you go to points of you know, depression or despair and not to take that lightly either. That's a, mm-hmm. another whole thing in and of itself. But there are certainly things we can do that can help our situation and that can help, um, help us live the best life that we can given our circumstances. It's interesting to acknowledge that for all of you listeners, the fact that you're listening to this program today says you're not done yet. (laughs) Now, can we do something that will prolong our physical life or improve our physical health? Well, yeah, I think we have some impact on that. But as we're acknowledging here, Jody, the end game, the predictable exit strategy for life on earth is death. 
It happens. It does. Universally. In fact, I've heard it said that death is more universal than life. Because all men die, but not all men live. Yes. <laughs> Truly, you know, live with purpose and passion. And I think that's what we're getting at here. Your choice doesn't necessarily change all of your circumstances. Right. But it can drastically change your life and the quality of life that you live, regardless of your diagnosis. Do you believe that? Absolutely. Mm. And I think that's probably one of the biggest lessons is you can always choose whether or not you are offended by something or whether you just learn and grow from something. You can choose whether you take something and help it to make you stronger. I am a huge fan of the concept of anti-fragility, which was a term coined by Nassim Taleb. Um, he said anti-fragile is bigger than just being resilient or bouncing back. It's actually taking the thing that would weaken or destroy you and becoming stronger because of it. Because of because it. Because of it. Not despite it. Not in spite of it. Not, you know, not bouncing back after it, but taking that challenge and then becoming a better, stronger person. He also uses it in the context of organizations. Um, if you think of the human immune system, it is a perfect example. It is when the threats come to the immune system, mm -hmm. when those viruses, when the germs, when the bacteria, when all of that is flooded in the system, that is when your immune system really kicks into high gear, comes up with new tactics, ways to handle these foreign invaders, and that is how it grows stronger, is being threatened. And if we take that into our own lives and realize that no matter what's coming our way, what we are facing, that we can take that, flip it around, and turn it into something that we can grow from. No, we may not be able to get out of this in any way, and it may be something that you can't change your diagnosis. You may still have to go through right. everything. Um, yeah. You may not be able to get that job back or reverse the circumstances of a divorce or a, a financial crisis, um, but you can certainly choose to become stronger because of what because you're going through. Because of it. That is so empowering and really a game changer when you think about it. A game changer, a lifesaver, it makes all of the difference. Because it saved we, your life. It saved my life. It truly did. And to realize that the people around me can also have their lives saved. And now part of mm. my purpose and part of the thing that I find joy and value in is seeing the people around me. I really try to look out and see, I call it seeing the one, looking people in the eyes, yeah. seeing what they're going through. Because at any time, any self-help book, any guru of any kind will tell you that if you're just living for yourself, you can only find so much happiness. Because the reality is, it's when we help others that we forget our own struggles, mm -hmm. that we rise above our own challenges because we're not thinking of ourselves, we're thinking of others. And I think that's part of living with purpose and living on purpose is realizing that, hey, we're all in this together. And right. we're all going to get out of it at some point in time, but we're going to get through it the best if we link arms and go forward. And enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. My husband said, savor the journey. Savor every moment. Uh -huh. You think of that game you played when your kids read Rover, Red Rover? Uh-huh. Send Jody right over. And then when you get to that side, if you don't break through the line, what do you do? 
You join the site. You join it. And then you become stronger because the more people that join, the stronger the line gets, the bigger the line gets, the more powerful that group becomes because they have more and more people on that side. And so I think of life sometimes. So many of us just want to break through, want to break through. But the reality is more power is found when you link arms and join when together. You join up. I like that analogy. Does it surprise you sometimes to see where you are right now? Absolutely. In fact, this week was my anniversary of my diagnosis. It's been oh, eight really? years. Wow. And in eight years, I have had, oh, I stopped counting a little while ago, probably 12 surgeries, three initially for the removal of the brain tumor, and then to deal with the complications and side effects that occurred because of the brain tumor, which in mm -hmm. my case were just as life-threatening as the brain tumor. I had a cerebral spinal fluid leak. So I Ooh. actually had spinal fluid leaking out of my nose and down the back of my throat. And that required some additional surgery. I also um, had some fairly severe nerve damage. And so the right side of my face is now paralyzed because of the damage to my facial nerves mm -hmm. in removing the tumor. Um, which also means that uh, my eye doesn't blink and my eye can't even, my face can't support itself. So I have multiple surgeons on speed dial. I have a, a great set of resources in my back pocket. Um, and I look at all of the things I've gone through and all of the things that went wrong. And now I look at all of the things that are right. And many of them are right only because of the things that went wrong. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. You mentioned the facial paralysis. This yes. is something people will notice about you immediately. Yes. Which... Probably you weren't real thrilled about it at first. Well, originally they told me they thought it would last a matter of weeks. Mm. They said, we're hoping within a couple of weeks, everything will go back to normal. And by the time I left the hospital, they were changing that to, well, maybe it's going to be a matter of months. I ended up being in the hospital mm -hmm. for uh, 35 days, most of which was in and out of neurocritical care as we were wow. navigating the process of the three surgeries, trying to correct the spinal fluid leak. I developed a complication called pneumocephalus, which also almost took my life. And I can talk Jeez, about this Jody. now in a fairly relaxed manner, but right. the reality is at the time it was, it was tough. And my family was trying to survive it at home, and I was just trying to survive in the hospital. Right, right. And yet now we're beyond the point of surviving. Now we are we're back to thriving. That's what impressed me about you. And for, for our listeners, so your book is called The Sun Still Shines. The Sun Still Shines in the subtitle, How a Brain Tumor Helped Me to See the Light. This caught my attention. But you know what caught my attention first about you? What's that? Facial paralysis. Because do you that hear is, that sometimes? I do. That is going to be, for someone who sees me, whether they see me in person or whether they see me in a video online, Right. that is going to be the first thing they notice about me. Right. Because the mask that I wear is not one I can take off. It is, it is, it is permanent. It is who I am now. You don't get to be incognito. I don't. You don't get to fly under the radar anymore because you're noticeable. 
I have a very memorable face. And That's the way I like to put it. <laughs> yes, you do. And Jody, that is a beautiful thing about you because instead of hiding, as you share that, and as people notice you, now you've got their attention. What are you going to do with it? And you're choosing to teach them principles that liberate them and create a better life for them. It's not even about you at that point. And you mentioned that earlier, that you get great joy out of enhancing the lives of other people. I don't think it's about me at all. And I don't think it's about a brain tumor at all. I think it's about how each of us choose to, number one, see ourselves and how we choose to see others. And then what we choose to do with that information. Right. Because there are many people who look at me and then turn their heads. And there are others who look at me and stop and maybe they'll ask a question. And then there are others who look at me and say, wow, you're beautiful. And they see beyond the paralysis. They look into your eyes and into your spirit and into your soul and see you for yes. who you are. And that is a big lesson I've learned is it's not about, we always hear, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, yeah. But the reality is we, we do will. judge each other. We yes. do judge each other. Um, but facial paralysis is not who I am. And right. the half smile that I smile does not represent all of the joy that I have inside. Not even close. Jody, what a great example that is. Because as you acknowledged, it's not about you. It's about all of us. It is. It's about whatever our own brain tumor is. Because we're not going to have the same journey. And people tell me, and I'm sure they tell you, that you're an inspiring and amazing person because of the things mm -hmm. that you do. But the reality is you could pull any person off the street and they would have just as big of challenges and also just as great of opportunities. Right. And they have to sometimes step back to see that about themselves. Not everyone can identify when they're doing good things. Sometimes it's right. hard for us to admit that we have great potential, and yet we do. Right. We have greatness, and sometimes it's a matter of just identifying those little things and realizing, I can make a difference to someone else. And ultimately, Absolutely. that's what brings me joy and fulfillment is you know, contributing a little bit to other people. It's a beautiful message from a beautiful person. Jody. thank you for joining us. Thank you. At Live On Purpose Radio today. How can people find you if they want to read this inspiring book or have you come and speak? To have me come speak or to learn more about what I do, they can visit speakerjodybrown.com. And that's Jody spelled J-O-D-I. Brown like the color. Brown like the color. Okay. Brown like awesome. the color. Speakerjodybrown.com. And to find my book, you can go to thesunstillshines.com. And if you order oh, through there, then I can send you a personalized copy. But it's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, any retailer. Um, and I just encourage everyone to, you know what, look. Just No matter what the storms are that are coming in your life, make sure you take the opportunity to look. Because you will always find that break in the clouds and you can always see the sun if you look for it. The sun still shines. I have a personalized copy right here in front of me. Thank you. Thank you. Folks. Whatever you've learned from this, whatever you're feeling inspired to do, please act on that. It's time. Go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.